0: What?
1: Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the Harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. Then Jesus summoned His twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles: first Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew; James, son of Zebedee. His brother Joseph, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James son of Alphaeus, and <coughs> Thaddeus, Simon and Eden, and Judas' Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These fell Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritan. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you fall, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You receive without pain, give without pain. The gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> Okay. <coughs> when well, he saw
2: the paying attention, if we engage in a running conversation with Christ throughout our day, opportunities will arrive. We will step into moments, and in those moments we can cast out a demon of loneliness and stranger. We can cure the sickness of rage in someone by listening and offering compassion before that rage turns to violence. We can have authority over an unclean spirit of temptation that has arisen in our own hearts. We can call a politician and speak to them of our peers in regards to the over-availability of guns in this country. We can walk through our workplaces and schools and communities with an open heart that others may know us as safe people to speak to and to find comfort in we can be helpful to those who we encounter, who have a need that perhaps we can meet.
1: On our way home from
2: Vermont in April, my family got a flat tire. We were just a half an hour into our journey through the woods with a completely packed car. When the tire pressure engaged, did that really disconcerting dropping for his craft. So we pulled over, emptied the entire trunk onto the side of the road, pulled out the donut, the jacket, the puniest tire iron I have ever seen. When Greg tried to loosen the lug nuts, which had been tightened by a machine, they weren't even vaguely interested in becoming loose again. I actually think the lug nuts were laughing at the puny tire iron and at us, and at all our luggage. Now we couldn't call Triple A because there was no cell reception. And it was Saturday, so even though we had broken down in a small village, a cluster of a few buildings, nothing was open. I was starting to wonder if Let us borrow the rent, and he gave us abundant tire changing advice. It turned out he was a retired non truck driver and had lots of tire changing experience. Eventually, we were on our way. I don't even know this man's name, but I think it's safe to assume he didn't have help stranded family with flat tire on his to do list for the day. He was just open to whatever came. He- people are willing to be of service to others. They're pulling over at accident scenes, cheering up strangers in the marketplace, paying other people's restaurant bills, striking up conversations with each other on the tea, having respectful conversations about differences in opinion with their coworkers, getting curious about how someone else sees and experiences God. They're going out of their way to thank waiters and teachers and trash collectors and police officers, they are calling 911 when they see violence, and they are getting help when people are hurt or just ran with a flat tire. As we drove away from that man and his truck in Vermont that day, I felt that the world was for us and not against us, and that Christ was present. In a stranger along our road. I want to make other people feel that. And I know you well enough to know you do too.
3: I know you're already doing it,
2: actually. But what if we all did that a little bit more? As a force of love coming out of Trinity Church into the world, commissioned by Christ to go out as laborers. We don't know the exact tasks that Christ is sending us out to do on any given day, but hopefully we are open enough to see our task and choose to act, because if we do, inch by inch, we can help people feel that the world is for them and not against, and that Christ shows up when they need Christ. Christ shows up in the people around them. This kind of incremental revolution of kindness can change the world. We can go from harassed and helpless sheep to faithful laborers. Why? Because Jesus is moved in his inmost being when he sees us. And we can be moved in that same way when we see one another. And because that kind of movement moves mountains. I will leave you today with a 16th century passage from Teresa of Ávila that Judy Primmie has brought to my attention in her work with healing prayer. You can find copies of it at the back of the church along with copies of the letter from our bishop about the shootings. From St. Teresa. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. No hands but yours. No feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which the compassion of Christ must look out on the world. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which He is to bless His
1: Gracias.
4: praising Thank you. mercy upon us.
1: Oh God. Amen. Oh. everybody by the members the every person. Thank you. playing the mystery. This- at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. this we ask for your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours. I will